0: What is up, fam? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. In my oh my, do we have a special treat for you today. We got my man, Richard Love, in the building. And don't get me wrong, I've loved every other podcast episode we've done, every other guest we've had. But I have a funny feeling <laughs> in my stomach that this one is going to be extra unique and special and for those who don't know richard is an absolute legendary savage reigning from the country of sweden and he served in their military he is somebody that is such a powerhouse in the holistic health and wellness space and um he's educating the masses on his social platforms and really just embodying what it means to be a healthy happy
1: powerful Man, so my man, Holy Richard. Shit, that was a lot of great words about me. I, I feel like I can measure up to maybe two out of those ten, but I'm happy to be here. There's nowhere else I'd rather be than here. Let's I, just put it that way. And great. I love you. I love everything that you put out, and I cannot wait for this conversation.
0: Yeah, brother, we're in it. Yeah. So I, I want to start <laughs> off. I want to start off by saying because in a lot of videos, you mention the word "savage," yes. and I'm curious to know.
1: What does savage mean to you? Okay, so that's a very good question. First and foremost, I think that there's a misconception that a savage needs to be a man who can deadlift 500 pounds and squat 1,000 pounds and be able to do this massive types of lift. In my opinion, the very foundation of a savage is a person who's open-minded and open-hearted to try new things in life because contrast is what makes life. And I feel like many people are too scared to take that step and experience something that is completely different from their normal day. And I think that we have so much to grow from having that foundation of a of a mon- <clears throat> sorry of a mindset, um, to have that open-minded and open-hearted relationship with oneself. Mm. That's a savage first and foremost. And then I love we can that. De- then we can define that however we want, you know, but it's not gender specific, it's not. Based upon physical strength in any shape or form, in my opinion, I love that. I love
0: that. Yeah, because I feel like so many of us, including myself, for a majority of my life, spent most of my time living up here, yeah, most in definitely. the head, yes. overthinking, overanalyzing, overcriticizing myself, and I noticed things really start to transform in a positive way when I was able to take that 18 inch journey from my head to my heart and start getting more in touch with my authenticity and confidence of really not giving a fuck what other people said, what other people were doing. And I was instead just focused on connecting with this.
1: Yeah. So what was that journey like for you? That's a very good question. I think that also we should specify something. We both agree to the fact that when have you know, people expressing their opinion about certain matters that we do care about other people, what they say, but it's up to us to say whether or not we value their message enough to have it enter our internal space. Like people are always going to talk and that's what a foundation for a dialogue is. But to have that impact us, that's exactly what you're referring to right now, which I think is extremely important for me personally. It was starting with social media in a way where I was coached by my much hotter and much smarter wife, Kellyanne Charles, who told me like, Richard, you have a voice. You stand for something. Why are you hiding behind this? What you think is a need to make everybody agree with your message? And I was like, damn, you're right again. Can't get rid of you, man. You're always up here and go coaching and guiding me to a, to a better version of myself. So I started to do that, and TikTok was for me in that time, which was one and a half year ago when I first started, was very much kids dancing, you know, girls dancing, video games playing, a platform that I didn't really value. Right. I didn't think that my voice could travel anywhere and that people would vibe with it. But the more I practice and the more I stood exactly what you're saying in my authentic self, sharing my perspective, sharing what I think without valuing perhaps the negative, but also not valuing all the positive comments. That's also very important. People think that we have to filter away all negativity and only build our self-worth based upon positive comments and positive feedback. I think that's very scary. So that journey with TikTok has definitely been a great personal development uh, journey so far, because I realized that no matter what I say, no matter what I do, I speak my truth. And my truth is exactly what you see and what you hear. Now, just like with you, Jeremy, not everybody vibes with that exact same message that you and I have. And that's perfectly fine in this society, instead of, Being scared of sharing because people may not vibe with that. Share and be open to have a dialogue. You and I be not being on the same vibration, that's a foundation for us to grow together. And I think that many people are quick to jump onto you know TikTok and Instagram and F this and F that. And I say a lot of F bombs as well, but I kind of provoke a thought before I jump on another person's perspective and methodology yeah, that makes any
0: sense for sure no i appreciate you sharing that we're definitely going to talk talk about your wife a little bit more and about the importance of that relationship for you because Thank i know you. i know how meaningful that is and how yes. how transformational that is in your human experience
1: on a daily basis um i'm getting like, so many plus points here
0: but but, <laughs> but uh but it's crazy because you're you're absolutely right what you said when when you really place a lot of value and self-worth in the opinions of others, both good and bad. It's a very dangerous place to be because there's DMs, there's comments I get, bro, you're the goat, I love you, like all of these things. And I appreciate those things. I receive those things. Yes. And then when those comments come in that, bro, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a snake oil salesman. I've heard it all at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really about not getting too high yeah. with those comments of praise and not allowing those comments of criticism to bring you down. Yeah, And that way you can stay even keeled and you can stay grounded in the process because ultimately all that matters is that we know Inherently, deep inside our souls, that we're coming from that true, authentic place, and that we want to serve. We want to help humanity become healthier and happier. But here's the thing sometimes, to do that, you have to give them tough love. You have to tell them the things that their friends and family members aren't willing to do because they don't want to hurt feelings. And I'd rather be respected than liked. Personally.
1: Very good point. Very good point indeed. Yeah. I vibe
0: with that 100%. What, what, what's like one of the most common
1: uh, comments and criticism that you get? I think it's the best thing that I receive is when somebody comments on how I look. I love when people comment on how I look. I've heard everything from Mr. Clean. Okay, we can attest to that. But that's that's on point. Johnny Sins, who I actually had no idea who it was until kids, there was a couple, maybe three kids, three guys and two girls, and they were young. They were like, excuse me, bro, are you Johnny Sins? And I'm like, Johnny Sins, let me think. I recognize the name, but I can't resonate me with Johnny Sins. Like, wh- who are you referring to again? And he was like, oh, it's this great porn star guy. And they started to like re- immediately give me, get me up to speed, right? I'm like, you guys are like 16, 17 years old. First and foremost, that's a different topic of discussion. Why are you watching porn and I am not Johnny Sins? So that's the second guy. The third guy is Voldemort, okay? Voldemort. I think that that's a very, very nasty looking creature, but I take that as well. So there's been a lot of fun things that, you know, people jump on immediately when they see me. Hey, you look like. And I take that as a way to like just be in alignment with the fact that I have completely... Disconnected with myself when it comes to how I look. I used to be obsessed with looking a certain way. I used to have hair, blonde hair, that I had to foam in a certain nice little, like, I don't know what you would call that, spray it tight so that regardless of you walking through the blizzard in winter in Sweden, nothing would touch it, right? Mm. I was obsessed with it. We got to pull up pictures of that. (laughs) I know, right?
0: We're definitely going gonna to find some.
1: Then when I was a kid, I had acne, okay? Mm. That was the fucking worst. That was the worst. So I became so obsessed with looking a certain way because even though at that age, which was 1983 is the year I was born to 1990, 1992, 1995, and up to that age, there was no cell phones. Like the only way that you could receive a blueprint of how a man should look like was perhaps like magazines of some off bodybuilder, you know, that was right next to these, you know, naked girls at top of the gas station that you could barely reach, but you always kept on looking up to see if you could get get a little glimpse of some nudity. That was about it. But nowadays, as soon as we open up our phones, you are bombarded with blueprints of how a man should look like how a woman should look like what success looks like, you know, constantly. So as a young savage in the age span, of say 13 to 20, you're just now trying to find your rhythm a little bit. And here you are constantly comparing yourself with others. So now more than ever, it's important to find that mentor or that form of inspiration that you truly vibe with more than just from a looks type of perspective. Mm. So, I,
0: so did you go naturally bald or, and then you decided to just like shave it all or was that kind of a natural progression or is it a yeah. conscious decision you made like i'm detaching
1: from the need of looking some certain way I, i'd say this the mustache that you see on my face right now i think it's the most ugliest thing i have ever worn in my life but it serves me in so many ways because every time i look in my mirror i laugh to myself I'm like, who the fuck is that guy yeah it's me and i'm like i don't give a f about this anymore So in the past with my, my hair that I shaved off, this was due to like the military. And I felt like, you know what, this looks, it's, it's perfect. Like, I don't need to, you know, maintain it in in any shape or form. And then I was like, you know what, it's time, it's time. So it wasn't like I went bald with spots here and there. I could potentially grow out a set of hair. It will take me a good minute. And I don't have necessarily the patience for that.
0: Yeah, I, I, think you, I think you have a very, a very distinct and beautiful look to you.
1: I appreciate that, Jeremy. Thank um, you. I, can I say one thing before, Yes, though? yes, yes, yes. One of the greatest guys and savages that lives amongst us right now is David Goggins. And he's a gentleman that I greatly appreciate for many reasons. And one thing that he always says whenever he wakes up, his morning routine is to go into the bathroom, shit, shower, and shave. And for some reason, I think that I vibe with that so much because the shower part is a cold shower. The shaving, I shave my head and I shave my face. Perfect, done with that. And then I take number two, Dump, Bro, you are set when you walk out of the bathroom. You're done for the day. You're ready. Yeah. So shit, shower, shave. Yeah. Keep, keep it to the basics. And speaking
0: about shit, be conscious of what type of shit you be delivering.
1: Because yeah, a lot a of people
0: point. have really fucked up guts. They're eating foods that aren't really foods, and they wonder why they're constipated, or they wonder why they can't stop shitting. Yeah. They wonder why they have IBS, which is really just a doctor's excuse at not being able to diagnose what's actually going on with their patient, right? Mm-hmm. So they just say, oh, you have irritable bowel syndrome. Um take this pill, take this potion. But that's another topic that we'll dive deeper into. But I want to mention Johnny Sins. Yeah. For a couple reasons. <clears throat> because when I have shorter hair, I got the same shit, bro. <laughs> so many Johnny Sins comments on on my videos. And I was like, I received that as a compliment. of like, all right. Okay, cool.
1: That's what's up. But Just let's set, start. Let's, 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 let's talk about the fact. Let's set the record straight, though. Like, I take that compliment as well. But I need to be authentic. I can't even say that word. Authentic. I like it. <laughs> I need to be authentic here. I may look like Johnny Sins, but five inches is all I offer, man. That's it. And I think that we should set new standards here in life. Five inches for five minutes. That's it. Flaccid. Come again? Flaccid. Five inches. Because that's pretty impressive. Okay. I take that. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. You made me feel really good. I feel like you're
0: actually the type of dude that would probably have some sort of exercises and workouts to make their dick bigger. So we'll have to dive into some of those. Don't share that for the pod yet. I don't think they're ready, but as a friend, I would appreciate
1: those tips. I'm writing an ebook about that, by the way. Oof.
0: That's gonna, that's gonna, I I don't think that can be covered in an ebook though. (laughs) That's gotta be really like video tutorials. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or potentially,
1: an OnlyFans account. Okay. Okay. I'm not I'm not hating. I'm definitely not hating about anyone who has an OnlyFans account. This is all. what I have to say about people who have an OnlyFans
0: account. Absolutely no hate, no shade, no judgment. But I think a huge reason why OnlyFans took off in the last two years is because so many of these Instagram models who had built huge followings online had a following that was... 80 to 90% horny dudes. How else are you going to monetize your personal brand and social media other than selling your body? Yes. Right? So that is just a reminder to dive deeper into your heart. What, What offer, what skill, what service do you want to offer the world? Because there's nothing wrong with offering your body, especially if it's a beautiful body that you've worked to cultivate. But do you really want your self-worth being attached to that, especially when you become a mom, a grandma and your grand- grandkids are coming up to you like, hey, grandma, grandma, I Googled your name and I found this. Like, I'm just saying something to think about, something to think about.
1: But back to Johnny Sins. Back I think John- well, the only thing with OnlyFans that I can <laughs> also suggest is that people are very quick to forget. You know, so perhaps for somebody like you and me who are now thinking about stepping into OnlyFans, people will forget the fact that they have seen us naked and doing all kinds of weird stuff. Okay. So it could be something for a short term basis and then people will forget about it. Yeah. Just like you and me, we were forced to wear masks not too long ago. I completely forget about that. It's like life just continues. So whether or not they see Jeremy's, you know, golden diamonds, um, they will also forget very quickly. I think if they see me, they're never
0: going to forget. That's just me. That's just me. Call me arrogant, but but anyways. Next topic. (laughs) Johnny Sins. Yes. You said 16, 17, 18-year-olds were commenting this on your videos. And that just really highlights this pandemic that's going on with young boys, young men being addicted to strangers having sex on a screen. Yes. And- Number one, this is destroying the dopamine centers of their brain. Yes. The frontal lobes, the reward centers. And now they're constantly chasing more of those hits of instant gratification yes. rather than getting their dopamine hits in a real way that a real savage gets. Yes. Right. Yes. And now it's just this vicious cycle. And in addition to that, now it's like, this is what sex looks like. This is what love looks like. So, what are your thoughts on porn? and the
1: issues that it presents. You're definitely touching on very important parts of today's society, especially when it comes to the depression. Depression is obviously highly connected with dopamine and serotonin and levels of it definitely projects uh, one's life experience, right? So I think that porn is extremely, closer, okay. I would just talk a little louder. Yeah, I start a little louder. Here we go. Can you hear me better? Perfect. So porn for me, I think it's extremely dangerous. Just for what you just described. I had my sexual experience when I was 15 years of age, and it was definitely not romantic. I didn't take a girl down to Paris and treat her nice and all that great stuff. No, it was in somebody's basement. It was at a party that this girl threw because I wanted to have a party with my friends and she had her parents out of town and we got drunk and she invited me down to the basement and we had our funny business take place that very same night. And it was horrible. Okay. It was absolutely horrible. I'm happy that I, you know, found my, and navigated to the right places. However, that very same night, I invited another girl to that very same basement because I had my feelings Laddered and and all over the place, basically. And we were trying to get it on at the same time in this basement of this other girl's home that I just had, you know, given my beautiful first experience to. So it all sucks in the beginning, but how important it is to have this type of experience. Otherwise, your perception of what, like you just said, what sex and interaction with another woman is and feels and looks like and how to grow from that is completely, completely forgotten or just skipped. And I may be jumping chapters now, and I don't know this. So I'm not going to just say that I know this because I'm a porn expert. But do you think, Jeremy, that due to the fact that porn is so accessible to us, that kids nowadays have sex so much later in their age, like later in their lives, or is it where sex is so like like nothing? It's just like something that two people have, and you start much sooner. Does that make sense? What I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, for
0: sure. I think because this
1: is not only guys; girls also watch porn, and girls also have this whole blueprint that is being portrayed of how a guy should look like and act like and whatnot. So it's a mix of different blueprints for people who are just like you say—they're not developed up here yet. They don't have enough life experience to be like you know what. This doesn't sit right with me. No, you have the peer pressure from others. And all of a sudden, I don't know this, but maybe you start off younger or you start off much later. I think that's a really good point. And I think there's probably
0: instances of both Yeah, where sex seems almost more meaningless. So it's like, ooh, let's do what they did. Let's right. try that out. Right. right. And then there's definitely the other side of the spectrum where maybe it's kids who wouldn't typically be attracting attention from females. So they watch porn and they're like getting that hit of dopamine and instant gratification. So they almost feel like they've experienced that thing, even though they were actually just watching it. And it's only going to get worse with AI and virtual reality. And I think it's a real important topic that parents should discuss with their children and actually have real open vulnerable discussions because I recently saw a brain scan of somebody who's a heroin addict and then the brain scan of a porn addict and they're almost identical.
1: That's scary.
0: That's scary. Think about it. I mean, all of this shit, this right here, like all of this, porn, all of these constant, Hits of dopamine that are being bombarded at us at all moments of the day. Yes. This is a phenomenon in the last decade, the last
1: 20 years. You're absolutely right. That is scary. That is scary what this will be in the next coming 10 years from now. And I'm so grateful to be 39 years of age and been born 1983 and seeing the progression. We didn't have phones. Was the world a better place? Maybe not. The phone can serve a fantastic, it's a fantastic asset. Social media can be used fantastically in connecting with you and me. We are sitting here today because of the fact that I fucking vibe with your message yeah. coming from TikTok. So it definitely serves a purpose. But to that extent, there needs to be an understanding of what the phone and what social media and what porn does to us. If I am jerking and squeezing the goose, I don't know if that's an expression, Maybe in Sweden. Maybe that's we a swinglish st- expression, Swedish and English mixed together. Stroking the goose, no? Stroking the snake. Stroking the snake. <laughs> or what was yours? Squeezing the goose. Squeezing the goose. Ah. That sounds kind of painful, bro. But continue, continue. To each their own. We have different flavors. Anyways, so we're squeezing the goose uh, five times per day. We're really... I'm not, I'm not saying that okay. I am. I'm, I'm talking general now. From what I've heard from friends, Right. We're depriving ourselves from the life force that exists within us. Okay, sperm is life force. And here we are squeezing it out in the sink or in the toilet or wherever we find convenient, quick as fuck, and then get the fuck on with our day. That can't be good, man. So the whole thing, I've tried it for 30 days, no fapping, no nothing, just to see how it felt. And many people say, oh, well, there's no scientific study supporting that hey we increase our testosterone levels we are you know growing in different kinds of hormones maybe there's no science yet why wouldn't that science be pushed well that's another story i have my theories upon that but just from my experience 30 days no fapping no nothing i can definitely have sex with my beautiful goddess but no ejaculation okay so just the pleasure and pleasure in connecting with my wife and no squeezing of the goose right Definitely had me experience a whole different kind of focus, a whole different kind of energy levels. Mm. So there was benefits to it that is not only up in my head, but there's no science that can back that up, but give it a fucking try. Oh no, that was very... Personal experience is the best science. Yes.
0: And and these anecdotes of... Like like the people who make me absolutely laugh are these comical... Food scientists and medical experts on social media who are always asking to reference research and double blind placebo studies. Yes. Understand that 99% of those studies are being funded by pharmaceutical companies. They're being funded by these big food mega corporations. So, those studies, a majority of the time, don't mean shit anyways. And
1: the science is always lagging behind real-time real-life experiences so you mean that there's actually corruption and lobbying taking place in the united states (laughs) you didn't hear it here first oh my goodness but bro
0: one of the things you just mentioned and then we'll switch the topics because i wasn't i wasn't expecting to talking about (laughs) squeezing goose about goose squeezing and, (laughs) and and porn for this long but anyways sometimes these conversations just go in different directions right but
1: Wonder. You brought up Johnny sins, so there is a Johnny. You sins. brought
0: up Johnny sins. We are I two Johnny sins yet. sitting here. Exactly. Five
1: inches. That's it. This is gonna for be five funny. Minutes.
0: This. I feel like the, this. This podcast is gonna be like, like two Johnny sins doppelgangers
1: talking about porn and how it destroys your brain. We're just trying to set new standards, man. <laughs> five inches. Five minutes. That's it. Five inches around. Wow.
0: Girth. All right. Anyways, what, what I wanted to say. Okay. Is that one of the most important skills that I'm learning to cultivate? Is really channeling that sexual energy and desire towards my creative endeavors. Whether that is a business idea, whether that's crushing a workout, whether that is just doing something that is serving the world at a higher level. So rather than giving in to my instant gratification, right, Mm. my monkey mind and just jerking one out into toilet paper or a tissue, I'm actually going to use that powerful life force, that powerful chi, that powerful energy
2: towards
1: creating a brighter future for myself and humanity. It feels like the return on investment All of that. It's a little bit better. Just a little. Yeah.
0: And and you're cultivating that fucking discipline in your mind, bro. Like, like you don't just have to give in to every time you feel that craving and desire. So going back to the savage. I was gonna say. And masculinity. Yes. Because toxic masculinity has been this whole trending topic for the last couple of years. It seems like anytime there's like like a strong or alpha male putting out a message, it's like, that's just toxic masculinity, right? But I think toxic masculinity is actually the men who are constantly chasing these quick hits of dopamine. Whether it's ordering on Uber Eats, whether it's watching porn, whether it is eating that shitty food, right? That's satisfying them in the moment, but not actually doing anything to create long-term value in their life. Yeah. That is what I think toxic masculinity is. Right. And I'd love to hear
1: what you think. I think that first and foremost, that's not gender specific. I mm. think that there's toxic femininity, toxic masculinity. There's toxic ways of behaving as people. Mm. Like right. all of a sudden women, oh, they're not toxic. What the fuck you go on social media, it's soft porn. Oh, I'm just dancing here. And the, the tongue comes out and they're so cute. And all they're wearing is like a fucking thong. Is that toxic? You know, I'm just, I'm open to looking at society for what it is, but to identify men who are expressing themselves as I am a man. I am a man. Okay. Is that toxic now all of a sudden? Absolutely not. But what we define as being a man, just like what you were talking about, like what we define as being a man, just like what you were talking about, that. It's definitely toxic, but that goes for any fucking gender. Don't try to pull anything bad that is going on onto men. Come on. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, you're right. I would love to discuss and hear your thoughts, Jeremy. What three things, three properties that you define as a good man for yourself, not you to somebody else, but what do you define as being a good man? Uh, I would say the
0: three qualities that I value most in myself as being the most powerful man possible is number one, accountability. Accountability. Yeah. Always taking ownership of every aspect of my life. Tom. Taking the blame, even if it's not my fault, but understanding hey, I could have probably done something in that process to improve the outcome. So whether that is accountable for my health, my wealth my relationships i take full accountability with all areas of my life number 2 would probably be authenticity and just keeping it real keeping it honest even when it's really hard to do that yeah and then number 3 i i would say is being connected to the heart yeah like we spoke about earlier right not being afraid to express emotions not being afraid to give love and receive love right for me those are the three things that define being a powerful man.
1: Right. I think that that is is a perfect display of, first and foremost, you already know that you are extremely aware, self-awareness, being aware about our great things, about our not-so-good things. It's extremely valuable. And like we said in the beginning, a savage in my perspective is somebody who's open-minded and open-hearted. This also then allows you to try new things, eat new foods. I'm vegan, I'm carnivore, I'm only doing yoga, I'm only a runner. Why limit yourself to only a few things and categorize yourself? You have one short part of this timeline that we call life, and then it's out. Your ancestors are watching you and be like, you know what? you could do so much more. I'm buried here in the ground if you believe in all that great stuff. I'm appreciating the fact that you're still seeing the sun, right? You're still out here breathing fresh air and you are so caught up in your problems that you have created because when you categorize yourself in, I am only doing this, I'm only doing that, F this and F that, bro, there's so much life to live and I am the first one to admit that I have no idea about how to live life. I don't have any blueprint for it. And that's the fucking beauty. Mm. Blueprints can be created exactly based upon your desires and outcome of this short period of time. But don't for a second think that you're going to live twice unless you believe in, you know, reincarnation, that kind of stuff. But that's a different story. But you have now. You only have now. One thing that I said that I was kind of shocked that I actually said was these next 24 hours have never happened And they will never happen again. So what the fuck are you going to do with these 24 hours? How are you going to lead your bloodline forward on a spiritual, mental, and physical level? Mm. I love asking that. Because I I love asking that in a video. Because it also makes me ask myself. So what the fuck are you going to do, Richard? You're telling people to do this and this. But what the fuck are you going to do? Oh shit, I better get my shit straight, man. Authenticity here. Yeah, no, no doubt. And that's (laughs) That's why why content creation is so important for you and me because it's an expression of what we have in here and in here, and that we think can somehow offer some form of value with others. And 50%, they don't give a shit about what you say, and 50% actually vibe with it. Yeah. Like we said in the beginning, everybody's going to have a beautiful opinion. But how much value do we base on those opinions? How much access do we give to our internal space? That's completely up to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I completely agree about content creating and just storytelling and being open with your journey. Because if you are sharing something but you're not embodying those things yourself, then who the fuck are you? Yes.
1: So and it, now it, more than ever, yeah. people are watching social media. Yeah. So if you, my friend, are saying that, hey, you know what, I am vegan, and somebody pulls up and they see you at McDonald's not eating vegan, now what? Yeah. And why not put out the most authentic self on social media? Hey, I am vegan, but you know what? Sometimes I just want to have a fucking pizza or sometimes I want to have a fucking burger and you're not going to judge me for it because I'm not judging myself for it. Yeah, That would be so cool. That would be so authentic. And it's human. It's human. Like, for example, one of the videos that I shot the other day that got really, really appreciated, was very appreciated. It's like, this guy's is a pizza. And I'm about to shove this into my mouth hole because this is not cheating on my diet. This is my diet. 10% of the time, I eat fucking remarkable. And then I shoved that pizza into my face and I felt so good.
0: Yeah. And you enjoyed every bite. You weren't feeling guilty. You weren't feeling shame. Oh no. my gosh. I cheated on myself. No. No. Like, that's part of this human experience is yes. enjoying the finer things in life. And I'm yes. sure, I'm sure it wasn't a pizza from Domino's. No. I'm sure it was
1: probably. A higher quality. Yeah. Wood fired, baby, with some mushrooms on the top. Oh. Mushroom sp- cream from Harris Pizza you know down how to by Lincoln dirty. Road. We're you not know- sponsored by this gentleman, but maybe not now, but maybe later. You know how to uh, talk dirty to me.
0: <laughs> you found a way into my soul. And that way is through mushrooms, through these Bam. fantastic fungi. And obviously, I've been pretty open about my experiences with plant medicine, whether it's ayahuasca, whether it's psychedelics like mushrooms and also things like, um, San Pedro, uh, which comes from a cactus, which is another beautiful heart. Beautiful. Yeah. You've
1: experienced that. No, but I just love how beautiful it looks. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. So
0: beautiful. So I'm curious to know, because I think it's great to have someone like you in here, first of all, because a lot of people jump to conclusions when they see someone, right. They see you big, jacked, bald, tatted up, and they're all t- they're, they're they're automatically creating these stories and narratives in their head, right? Yes. And you kind of go against a lot of those societal stigmas and norms. Thank you. And I think this is a great opportunity to remove some of the societal stigmas from things like mushrooms. Yes. So I'm curious to know if you're open to it. What are some of those experiences like for you? Maybe when did you? Sh- tapping into this medicine and what is maybe a
1: significant breakthrough that you had okay so this is a great question and i would like to back it up a little bit i when i was 18 years old i wanted to do the toughest and most brutal and hardest type of military training ever in sweden and this was in the northern part of sweden and you wanted to become an arctic ranger this was like the greatest fucking thing you could potentially do if you didn't go on and study some kind of topic of accounting or whatever like other uh, like my other friends did so i wanted to do the hardest i went straight up to a 16 hour train ride to the northern part of sweden above the arctic circle it is rough and it's real out there right to make a long story short that completely changed my life and i would like to come back on that a little bit later but that foundation that the military training set within myself and the trajectory that it had was both positive but also somewhat detrimental, okay? I was part of deployment in Afghanistan and um, coming back and deciding, you know what? I do believe that I can offer mankind a little bit more than fighting for peace, right? doesn't make sense in my head. And um, right around that time, I met my wife. Here in Miami, I was with two of my friends. We were in Afghanistan together and we decided to have a boys' trip. Miami is is a good spot to go to, like it is right now, right? So we ended up at the Standard Hotel. I know, 13 years ago, Standard Hotel, two guys in very tight fitting European outfits because we're, you know, we like it tight and nice and fitted. And the Standard Hotel is also known as the adult playground, right? So you have men who appreciate men, and there wasn't so many women there at the time. So we were a little surprised when we were down by the pool and we realized, like, it's a lot of guys here. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Anyways, um, let's get on. You know, like one of my friends got a drink coming over from the bar. Okay, great. Free drinks. That's awesome. You know, but in the mix of all this experience with uh, a different part of Miami than what we had expected, um, I see this glorious woman standing at the front desk And I always try to go by the three-second rule. And for you who do not know what the three-second rule is, basically you think a thought right now and you have three seconds to act upon it before you start to think like, you know what? I didn't sleep that well. Maybe I am smelling a little bit too much underneath my armpits. Maybe I should not. No, I don't. And then that opportunity just disappears. And this goes for many aspects of life, but in particular, when it comes to big game hunting, which is women for me. So when I saw this beautiful goddess, I knew that I had to go up and talk to her. All of a sudden, when these three seconds have passed, I was already standing in front of her. And my very first sentence to this goddess was, uh, 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 I just, I, I, stuttering, I just wanted to see if you looked as beautiful in the front as you do from behind. Those my first words to my goddess. And that was not something that was like, perhaps, you know, cutting the deal for me. No, she was like, you know, okay, like, who is this guy? You know, I'm trying to be professional here. And you have this guy coming up, you know, and asking me this very weird thing in a foreign language that we now identify as Swinglish. And uh, yeah, so to make a long story short, because you had a very good point and a very good question, she showed me layers to our existence. I had no idea about these things. Coming from the military, you are very boxed in. You're following through on orders. You push away pain that you may feel, physical and emotional, and you do what you are being told, and you don't ask questions. So when I say that the military can be somewhat detrimental, you guys understand that this is very close-minded, okay, in a sense. You're not open and you're not free because you have a mission to fulfill. So when I met her, and she is talking about grounding yoga how we can attract certain types of experience to come our way through manifestation to law of attraction like what the fuck is this what the fuck is this i never heard about this so i got super interested in her you know i'm like okay so what what does this mean What, what do you mean by this like can i sit here and like think and visualize things to actually manifest in my reality uh yes my little pumpkin she brought me in underneath her wing let me show you the way right? So ever since I first met her, it's been a journey to explore, okay? I always contribute a lot of my physical ability to my military training because it allowed me to see what I can do when I'm pushed to a fucking extent to have a paradigm shift where I shift my perspective of my own capacity to perform a physical task at hand, regardless of what kind of nature environment I am in. If I'm I'm food deprived, sleep deprived, I know that I can do a lot of fucking tough shit that changed my perspective, and I had that taking place at a very profound time of my life when I'm turning from going from 17 to 18 years of age. If you look at 17, 18-year-olds nowadays, like we spoke about, they perhaps could be in a different type of personal development story that may not sue them or serve them in the best possible way. So to make an even longer story shorter, I came across a guy. His name is Ryan in a park close to where i live on Miami Beach and we started to connect and he was like yeah man everything here is so beautiful man look at this tree and look at this amazing scenery and now the rain is coming down and look at how beautiful our dogs together they're playing so nicely together i'm like this dude is fucking grounded he is in tune so i was like can you please share a little bit more about you like i feel like you're so like aligned with everything you know and i'm 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 interested to be more aligned personally And he was like, the one thing that I can definitely recommend are mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms. And I was like, I have no idea about what that is. I have tried every other drug on the planet from cocaine to weed to MDMA to molly, all of those things. But that was for a different reason. That was during the party scene and I wanted to be, you know, pumped up for the event or whatever. So drugs have always been like related to parties for me. And I wouldn't say that psilocybin mushrooms are anywhere near a form of drug that is being labeled as right now, and it won't be for much longer. When the government can find a way to tax it and to regulate it and own it, then all of a sudden it will become legal to use, right? So my very first experience with psilocybin mushrooms took place in this same beautiful park. I chewed in maybe three, maybe four. It was a handful a very beautiful looking penis envy albino penis envy mushrooms uh, it's a high quality strain so that name alone may deteriorate a few people away from being interested penis envy doesn't necessarily mean anything in regards to
0: yeah it goes well with the theme of this podcast it covers somehow though.
1: this podcast is all about johnny sins <laughs> and making five inches natural and standard again this is not what we're talking about here so I munched down on these guys and uh, I walked to the park with my dog, right? Because I wanted to have like some kind of companion and still be responsible as, as, you know, as the dad of my dog, her name is Coco. And all of a sudden, I started to feel like what is going on? i I starting to feel this like warmth inside of me, like my entire body feels warm, like feeling my steps are like kind of like mushy, right? And I'm starting to feel a little upset in my stomach. I'm like, you know what? I have to sit down a little bit here and uh, you know, see what this is because this was very new to me. Um, and then all of a sudden, I feel like the veil over my head was lifted. And all of a sudden, nature just appears to be so alive, so alive. I see the trees breathing. I see the grass with the geometrical pattern I look at my skin and I see what I am made up from. This is the same thing that is flowing through my dog, Coco, that is flowing through the tree. And I realize I'm like, this is so beautiful. This is the most beautiful experience I've ever had in my life. I see how we're all fucking one. We're all one. And I thought to myself at that time, oh, this is just because I'm high on mushrooms that I'm seeing these things. Well, every time I try, or a macrodose, or I talk with other great people who are also doing macrodoses, and they all describe the geometrical pattern that is the life pattern, the flower of life circling through everything. I'm like, this is so powerful, so powerful. So I walked home. I sat down in the living room, and I told my wife, I see you. I see you. I I see you who you are and you're nothing but love and purity. And we don't need anything. We have everything we got. We don't need anything in life. We have everything because we have life. Mm. So it was such a profound experience. The first time I've ever tried mushrooms, all these materialistic bullshit that we're being portrayed that will measure your level of success with you buying the latest fucking Porsche or Lamborghini Urus, Urus, anus. I have no idea how to pronounce it or living in the fattest condo, that is nice. And it serves you to some degree and extent, but it won't fulfill you in my humble opinion. Mm. That's a beautiful recollection of that ah.
0: experience with the medicine. The medicine. Right? And it's it's so comical that people still refer to these sacred mushrooms As drugs. When in reality, it's probably the most powerful medicine on
1: the planet. It is the most effective therapeutical session that you can ever have. You can go 10 years to a fucking psychologist, have her pick your brain and suggest a course of action for you. And you take one macro ride with nature, with the source, guiding you, and showcasing how fucking perfect you already are. You don't have to chase a title for you to be happy. Mm. You don't have to have a profession in order for you to be complete as a man, as a husband. The provider comes in other ways than you just bringing money onto the table.
0: Mm. Yeah. And just to finish that point of mushrooms being medicine, we've been programmed in our society, especially here in America. And I'm it's definitely different. It's definitely different in the EU and Europe. There seems to be more of a priority on actual health care for its citizens. Right. But in America, healthcare is more like sick care because, as you know, a patient cured is a customer lost. And the only way that these healthcare companies and big pharmaceutical companies make money is by keeping you dependent on their drugs. Yes. And antibiotics, if you break down the word antibiotics, it literally translates to against life. And that's what most of these drugs do. They numb you, which might be valuable in the short term to to numb some of the emotional pain or physical pain that you're experiencing, but they're not doing anything to give you more life, to create long-term healing. Correct. You're absolutely right. And your experience that you just described with mushrooms where you feel so connected to every single aspect of the world is pro-life. You appreciate and, yes. you, and you have that gratitude you mentioned for your wife and, and for simple things that ordinarily you might just bypass as, oh, that is a beautiful cloud or that breeze feels nice or that tree is cool. All of a sudden now you realize that you are nature
1: correct and and these experiences that you're just now describing from feeling the wind from feeling and seeing and experiencing that is life who the fuck came up with the system that life is to wake up at 7 a.m go to a fucking job that you don't appreciate just for you to make x amount of dollars so you can take your vacation with your family once a year is that life is that the system that we're supposed to be in to be happy is that life because many people are going to laugh when they hear you and I talk about, oh man, this guy, they, they're, they're, they're spending time looking at a fucking flower. Are you serious? Or feeling the breeze or looking at the sun? Yes. This is fucking life. And it's so beautiful. And you are missing out on it. If you are just waiting for the destination, when I retire, or when I can go to like my clients that we used to have in the past, I last, laughed every time oh, I just wanted to go on a beach vacation and lie, lay down by the beach or set up a hammock and just relax and read a book. Hello, you live on Miami beach, okay? There's trees where you can set up your motherfucking hammock and there is ocean that will soothe you and that is absolutely as beautiful, but they don't see. There's an expression in Sweden that I can't see the forest because of all the trees. Does that make sense? Like yeah. the forest is in front. Yeah, yeah the trees yeah, yeah. is in front. Yeah. Wait, say so the expression again? I can't see the forest because of all the trees. Does that make sense? Mm. The trees are the motherfucking forest, dumbass. Wow. So you see the forest, you're looking at the forest, but you think that the trees are blocking your view. You're chasing a destination rather than experiencing what you and I are talking about here. Sitting here right now, I don't want to be anywhere else. Okay? I have Santiago, Jeremy... And Chino, right fucking here in this beautiful space. I don't want to be anywhere else. I am right here. If there was a flower right there, we'll sit and watch it. There's a plant right here, a beautiful looking plant. There's so much richness in this present moment. We can expand on it. And before, I would love to share a little bit more about how I decided to stay away from alcohol. Yeah. Because that's been 54 weeks now since I last drank alcohol. Huge. And the reason. I wanted to stop drinking alcohol was due to the fact of trustworthiness. I woke up from the day after drinking, not excessively, but at least two, three IPAs. And we live in Miami. There is rum from all parts of the world, from Colombia, from Guatemala. Any country has their own rum. And I love devouring rum. You know why? Because in Sweden, there's one place that you can go to buy all your alcohol. The government has monopoly on alcohol sales, which means that you are only exposed to what they choose that they can make a profit from. And, you know, I was exposed to three different kinds of rum sorts, like rum brands, Bacardi, white Bacardi, Captain Morgan, and some expensive bottle that I could never afford. Those were the three experiences that I had with rum. So coming to Miami, I was like, holy shit, every country have their own rum. (laughs) With that being said, I realized, like, I have a trustworthiness issue I told myself yesterday that I wasn't going to drink this afternoon. And then this beautiful ocean breeze rolls in, the energy shifts in the air, the the sky is still blue, the palm trees are swaying. Why wouldn't I try to enhance this present moment with drinking a glass of alcohol, for example, of rum or or an IPA? So I told Kelly, my wife, I was like, listen, I'm going to take one year off from having alcohol. Okay, And the reason why this came about is because I had to make a tough call. I had to call a friend and let him know that I couldn't be the best man of his wedding, Mm. okay? And I had kind of said, I am going to be there. Accountability, like you said, one of the greatest properties within yourself is accountability. I had told him that I was going to be there as his best man in Sweden. So when I needed to make this call, I decided to drink my ass drunk, All right, to kind of numb the sensations and facing what was uncomfortable, Mm, okay? Yeah. So I drank, four turned into five, five turned into seven. All of a sudden, I am seven IPAs, 7.2% alcohol deep. My phone runs, goes out of battery, so I can't call an, uh, an Uber. It starts a downpour, Miami summer downpour, right? As I walk home, sloppy as fuck, I see how my wife meets me in the door, super worried because she was trying to reach me. I had been gone for hours, right? I show up drunk as fuck. On the bathroom floor, I start to puke. Mm. I start to throw up. And that moment right there was most likely the most embarrassing moment that I've ever had in my adult life. And unfortunately, my beautiful goddess has to be witnessing that. I felt so ashamed. So to make that decision and realize that, hey, bro, you have a fucking issue, it wasn't that difficult. Yeah. So so you weren't
0: so you weren't you weren't necessarily a classified
1: alcoholic. No, but, but what is that? What is a classified alcoholic? Exactly. Alcohol? And I, I I define it as somebody I used to define it as somebody who was sitting on the park bench all day, all night, sleeping, being homeless, right? Sleeping on that same bench, drinking himself drunk. Okay. That is perhaps the furthest on that scale of being an alcoholic. Yeah, I believe you are an alcoholic, and this may offend a few people. You're an alcoholic if you depend on having alcohol in your system to be someone that you're not or elevate somebody that you think that you want to become. You're using alcohol to be somebody that you're not. Isn't that a form of being an alcoholic? I love that. It's going to be a little controversial here, but we're all about sharing our truth and perspectives and insights.
0: I don't think there's anything controversial about it. I think alcohol is the most widely abused legal drug. And just because it's normalized by society, people think it's completely normal to just have three or four drinks on a Tuesday at 6 p.m. to ease their anxiety from their stressful day at work. Yes, of course. that is absolutely not normal. It is not normal to fill your body and fill your brain with a neurotoxin. Correct. That it is that is literally benefiting you in no way. Correct. It's removing any ambition from your life. Correct. It is removing any ability for you to get a deep night sleep. Correct. And lastly, and probably most importantly, Alcohol is completely numbing your ability to express yourself in an authentic, real way, to get in touch with your
1: emotions. Correct. And add phones to that. So all of a sudden, you are getting yourself a little bit tipsy. You're on your phone. You're completely depriving yourself from the ability to be in tune with the world, right? Mm. And then on top of that, like what you just said, it's depriving you from your ambition. The moment I started to stop drinking, I slept better. Okay? I didn't wake up tossing and turning because I was hot. My body was working through this fucking toxic that I had put in my body that it's labeled in beautiful colors. I used to take such pride at whole foods, standing by the fridge section, looking at all the IPAs. Oh my god, this one is brewed in Florida, Sarasota. Mm, we that need to do this voice the rest of the show by the way. Is that the is that the uh this is an NFT coming, by the way. My voice is
0: gonna be an NFT. Oh my gosh. Your voiceover would be fucking phenomenal <laughs> in so many different aspects. But but continue. I didn't mean to. End yeah, up. no, you did not. So basically,
1: like, I lost my chain of thoughts there a little bit. You were talking about how like, you would get really excited seeing all the different beers. Okay, so I'm standing right in front of uh, this selection at Whole Foods, looking at it. Oh, my God, look at all these beautiful colors. Look at how this is 7.2%, and this one is 8.5%. I'm going to go with this one. Even though it's from Sarasota, last Sarasota beer was Anyhow, you get the idea. I took such pride in standing and finding that type of poison that resonated the most with me, based upon colors, strength, and what else maybe that's it everything that we are being shoved into our mouth hole okay or into our mind to believe comes in beautiful colors in beautiful wording either if it's by politicians or if it's by the food industry look at any aisle that you go down in in publics like you do very well highlighting and showcasing all the garbage that is so accessible to us right and has become the norm Oh, but our kids need to have the the birthday cake, plus the sodas, plus this and this. Are you fucking kidding me? This is not savage food. What the fuck are you turning into? A walking piece of trash. You're filling your container with shit. Yeah. With shit. And I was. I was filling myself with fucking depriving poison. Ever since I stopped drinking, I'm sleeping better. Okay? Some of people who are drinking, waking up and feeling, I'm not feeling so... You know, so uh, restful, I feel a little bit tired, but that's not something that an energy drink can't fix, right? So you bombard yourself now with caffeine, great, and some weird ass sugar component that also is going to react very weird in your body. So your cycle Okay, this may be offensive once again. Your cycle is I'm not sleeping that well because I'm up, up watching TikTok and I'm fucking up my melatonin production due to the fact that I'm radiating blue light into my retina and I'm fucking up the whole serotonin melatonin production that are going on naturally. Our circadian rhythm is so fucked up nowadays. Then you wake up in the morning, the first thing you go back to is your phone. All of a sudden, when you're in a brainwave state and I'm not an expert, But our brains works at different states throughout the night, when we're sleeping very deeply, when we wake up and throughout the day, we're in different states. Let's just agree to that. We don't have to go into the deepest and, you know, what exactly these brave uh, brain wavelengths are. But during the morning, you're very receptive to information. So you jump on your fucking phone and you have hundreds of people jumping into your bedroom with you. Mm. Hi, Jeremy. What's good, man? Oh, fuck you, Jeremy. That last message was not cool, bro. You know, oh, by the way, can you send me this or that? You know, on email, WhatsApp, social media, TikTok, there are messages everywhere that we are being bombarded with. And we welcome everybody into our private, sacred fucking space, our internal space, but also where we fucking live. We open that door up. So what I suggest to many people who are wondering, hey, how can I establish a greater morning routine? First and foremost, a great morning routine starts the night before. You get your ass to bed and you sleep at 10 p.m. Nothing good goes on after 10 p.m. End of story, okay? Yeah, but I'm not a morning person. Become a fucking morning person. End of story. Go to bed early so that at least you have the opportunity to get seven to eight hours, okay? This whole, like, I... I appreciate a lot of these great influencers and people who are inspirational that tell you, hey, you should wake up at 4 a.m. That's what all successful people do. Yeah. Mm, Let's focus a little bit more on going to bed earlier. Yeah. Okay. What happens then? All of a sudden, sun sets. Naturally, we start to produce melatonin levels in our fucking body and brain. We fall asleep. We sleep. We wake up. We avoid the phone the very first hour. Airplane mode, baby airplane mode for the first 60 minutes or even longer depending on how your day looks like if you need to have a lot of attention on you and your day avoid it for longer because all the phone does along with the city that you live in is take your energy away from you you need to preserve that motherfucker like it's gold if somebody gave you a fucking kilo or two pounds of gold right now Would you invite everybody to come in and smear their fucking fingers on top of it and be like, oh my God, I want to have your attention. I want to feel that too. No, you would protect that motherfucker like it was the last thing that you did. Yeah. Same thing goes with your energy. So first hour, no coffee for me personally, no caffeine added to the mix of waking up naturally from adrenaline, serotonin being produced naturally. I don't add caffeine into that mix. But as soon as that hour it's done. I am caffeine addicted. You're like counting like 61st minute. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Let's have that
0: coffee. Yeah, no, everything. And and just to wrap up, just to wrap up, because we talked a little bit about alcohol and the detriments. And I think you'd probably agree with what I'm about to say. I enjoy an occasional drink and I'm not telling people and encouraging people never to drink, but be mindful of where that energy is coming from. Because I truly believe that most people are drinking almost every day or every night to escape themselves. Yes. And that is coming from a place of lacking self-love. Yes. You don't love yourself the way that you are, so you feel the need to put this toxic substance in your body and maybe escape your current reality. Correct. And what I suggest is creating a reality that you actually fucking love and you don't want to leave. You don't want to escape. And when you do choose to enjoy a cocktail or an IPA, you're doing so in a mindful way to connect with another human being. Yes. Um, And I don't see anything wrong with that as long as
1: you are fully in control and intentional when you are enjoying that drink. I think that that's that's a very important thing that you said there. And you also highlighted how important it is to create a lifestyle that you truly don't want to fucking miss out on. The whole idea of seeking a profession to build self-worth is the most stupidest thing I have ever heard about. Mm. I'm sorry. I know that there are doctors, lawyers that are extremely happy for whatever reason, right? It serves them in a great way. And everybody has the right to pursue whatever type of career they want to have. But do not for a second build your identity of who the fuck you are around a title. You're basing your self-worth based upon X amount of figures on an annual basis that comes into your pocket? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We worked with clients that have millions of dollars in their pocket. Are they all of a sudden without any problems? Hell no. No. Yeah, They're so fucking scared of losing it all. So they try to fucking get more and more and more and more and more and without being intentional, what you just said, without being the intentional, just wanting to accumulate, like you just said, more money for the fact of having more money. Yeah, Holy shit, that is so scary. I think that identify your freedom number. Identify your freedom number first. What is the number that you can sustain that can, you can bring in from multiple sources also building a self worth by offering and being authentic with who you are and offering something that you believe can be of value to others if you yeah. do that you are going to be so wealthy and rich in your life experience and also in dollars if that's what you're into yeah i think i think sometimes i i grew up a,
0: i grew up personally with a lot of limiting beliefs around money even though my family was like comfortable Um, we definitely grew up with a scarcity mindset. I remember anytime that we would eat out at a restaurant, I would always automatically go to the cheapest item on the menu. And it probably served me because I never ordered a drink because that was extra money. Right. Literally, that's how I fucking was programmed. Yeah. And I carried that same mindset even when I started to accumulate more money. Right. So I have a very simple lifestyle. The way that I approach money- And the way that I approach social media is pretty identical. I believe that they're both amplifiers of who you are. If you're a fucking douchebag, when you're broke and nobody's watching, you're going to be a bigger douchebag when you have money and a bunch of followers because that shit's going to go straight to your head. Very true. Right? But if you're a kind, compassionate, loving human being, when you don't have shit and then you start to accumulate more wealth, you start to accumulate more recognition, then that's also gonna amplify you. I personally am motivated to generate more financial abundance because I know that when I do, and as I do, I'm just gonna create more
1: of a massive impact in the world because that's where my intention is. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the, the scary thing here is that every single one of us living on this planet right now has a relationship with money. Everybody has a relationship with money. Like what you just described, we were comfortable, but you know, I wasn't like feeling super happy of like going to a restaurant and picking the, the, the most expensive item. My mom, she raised me by herself until I was eight years old, all by herself working two jobs. And I remember there was one time we had electrical bill come through and another electrical bill letter come through and so forth. The fourth one, we had no power. And she was like, you know what, Richard, I have to send you away to one of our friends because as of now, we don't have power in the apartment because I haven't been able to afford it. So that whole mindset, everybody has some form of relationship with money. Mm. But was I sad about the fact that I had to go to a friend's house and play there in any shape? No, I was the happiest because I fucking loved them. My mom never made me feel like we were poor in any shape or form. And we weren't. We were super rich. We just couldn't, at that month, pay for the fucking rent. Mm. but that triggers me and everybody has an impact within themselves about money. Okay. I don't think that more money equals more freedom. Absolutely not. Mm. I think more freedom is identified by you building self-worth based upon something else than a job. Yeah. If you build self-worth based upon something else and you feel like you can offer value, just like what you say, amplifier. social media is an amplifier. I can share my message with more great people who hopefully vibe with them with these messages even more. Great, we have an impact. Impact allows you to connect with your truest self and feel somewhat like, you know what? I have a purpose. I build my self-worth around being able to give value to others. And in return, money is coming in perhaps more freely. And that can serve as an amplifier because now I'm able to travel to Costa Rica, for example, right. and set up my own camp with ayahuasca ceremonies, hey, for we're example. doing that next week. I know, I know, I know. I love it. So with that being said, they are amplifiers. But yeah. for the moment we start using money or a job title as self-worth and a way to showcase who we are in this world, we are never going to be happy. Yeah. I think this is why a lot of athletes
0: get depressed as fuck after they retire. It's because so much of their identity is attached to being the football player, the basketball player, the baseball player, the tennis player, the athlete since a young age. And now that title is
1: being stripped away. Same thing with veterans coming back from abroad, being deployed. They were the spearhead of the nation, especially Special Forces Operations, coming back and all of a sudden like, you are supposed to be a civilian now. Who am I? Who am I? It's like that- Like blend in now with the rest of us real yeah. fast. You're not special anymore. Don't think for a second that you're special.
0: Richard, when did you,
1: when did you move to America? 13 years ago. Okay.
0: So yeah. you were 26 when you moved here? Correct. So in wow, that
1: 13 years- The guy year- is quick as, quick as fuck as math.
0: math. Math for me is like spot on. Wow. Um, what is your, I guess, what are your three biggest observations And differences between health and lifestyle in Sweden and Europe overall,
1: as opposed to America? Very good question. And this question and this answer will have layers to it. Sweden, for example, is perhaps one of the greatest societies in the world. My wife and I, we keep saying whenever we hear some of our friends experiencing Sweden and a new thing, we're like, who the fuck came up with this system? Who came up with the system of having everything provided for you as a citizen? As long as you're working, you are having four weeks of paid vacation every single year by law. doesn't matter what kind of job you have. You need to have four weeks of paid vacation. Here you go. Okay. That is quite unheard of here in the States. Healthcare is absolutely free. You can go in and have heart surgery and pay $25 as a hospital visit. And that's it. School, education is absolutely free. You can study to become a doctor tomorrow and not have to pay one single dollar for that. That is huge. So in Sweden, you have a beautiful middle lane type of living. We don't have a lot of poverty, and we don't have a lot of super, super super wealthy individuals. People more or less live in a beautiful middle lane Mm. with a few steps in and out and whatnot from that middle lane. Why would you avoid, why would you escape something that is so perfectly comfortable You can get interest rates with the bank for close to 1% of your money. Like it, everything is made up perfectly. If you have a child, for example, you can be home with your child for 12 months with 80% of your salary and a guaranteed position back at your job. It's perfect.
0: A lot of safety, a lot
1: of, comfort. a lot of safety, a lot of comfort. You pay taxes, but it goes somewhere that is tangible. Okay. You can feel and see, like, if I go to the hospital, yes, I won't have to pay for it because I already paid taxes. Okay. I think that is beautiful, but what that does, it's preventing people from fully living outside of this comfort. Like I want to become an entrepreneur. Well, you know, why would you want to escape this mom and dad being here, guiding mom and dad and parents in general, they want you to not take so many risks. Perhaps I haven't had many people come up and like, Yeah, my dad, he was like, just fucking go for it. Just go for it. You're an entrepreneur. Maybe some uh, dads did, which is amazing. But majority of parents don't want you to take risks. They want you to not have to fight as hard as they did, perhaps. So they want comfort around you. This little beautiful bubble, right? I wanted to escape that motherfucker so bad in every decision, in every phase of my life. I wanted to do extraordinary shit. That's why I went to lifeguard, uh, bodyguard training school in Colombia. Um, Afghanistan happened, like there were so many things that was out of the norm. And then when I came home after I had that beautiful experience meeting my, my goddess, mom, dad, you know what? I met somebody that I definitely think is worth my entire life here in Sweden to explore, sell my apartment. I'm going to leave and quit my job that I had at that time. And I arrived to United States of America. Talk about contrast. United States of America is a beautiful country. Do not get me wrong. But don't for a second think that United States is not a business. United States is a commercial unit. And you and me, we are either profit or we are loss to that business. End of story.
0: Mm, that's a really
1: insightful observation.
0: <laughs> because I, one of my former partners, she lived in Belgium. She lives in Belgium. Uh-huh. And I spent A decent amount of time there. And that's one of the things I experienced was like, there's this large middle class. Everyone seems to be relatively the same. Yes. Everyone seems to be comfortable, but there was a lack of ambition. Lack of ambition, correct. Because there's much less incentive to actually pursue your your own path and go down this different narrative. That is uncertain, that is unknown, correct? Yeah, so- I know it's hard to say because there's pros and cons of each. Yes. Would you say that you steer
1: one way or the other in terms of your preference? Okay, so personally, I love Miami. We live in Miami, you and I. And I love Miami for the diversity of people. I would not like to live in a state or in a city within the United States that is very divided, okay? We only have white people, black people, Hispanic people. Like, fuck that noise. Who the fuck have time for all of this bullshit? We have one life once again, and I love everybody. Whether you're black, white, I don't give a fuck. If we vibe, we vibe, that's it. And I think that everybody should have some portion of that within them because anyways, to make a long story short, Miami is extremely beautiful for many, many reasons. What I do miss in Miami that I know that Sweden offered that I did not take advantage of when I was living there was the fact that you have nature right like this accessible to you. Outside of the center of Stockholm, where I'm currently from, or where I'm originally from, you can go out on islands mm. that are out in the ocean. You can go hiking in the woods. Did I do this? No, I didn't. Because I thought that living in life in the city of Stockholm, Stockholm is such a grand city. Man, I want to become something in Stockholm. But everybody in Stockholm, look upon New York or other big cities in the United States and look at, hey, you know what? We're cool here, but everything is better in the United States. Yeah, Really? You missed out on a lot of fucking shit, Richard, by thinking away from where you actually are. So to Swedes watching this great podcast by Jeremy, do not fucking wish yourself away from Sweden because it's fucking beautiful. It's a beautiful country and society in so many ways. So with that being said, Jeremy... My wife and I were moving from Miami. We're moving to Costa Rica. When? End of August. Are you? You're leaving
0: in a month. Oh, a bro. Month. Well, first of all, I'm glad we are doing this. Yes. Second of all, I'm sad you're fucking leaving because I want to do this more often with you. Oh, we will.
1: We will before we leave for sure. But okay, the point cool. of the story is like, I want nature. We want nature. We want to be in an environment that gives cities, especially Miami takes a lot of fucking energy from you. As soon as you step outside of the door, you have two homeless people. You have two guys riding by and from, you know, from Atlanta in these like slingshot vehicles, blasting music. And I don't live in a party area, right? I live further up, like in a beautiful Jewish neighborhood where at 9 p.m. it's fucking quiet, right? And I'm not Jewish myself. I just love being around people who devote their lives to something, whatever that is. Whether you're a Muslim, Jewish, Christian, I don't give a fuck. You believe in whatever you want to believe and live your life to that fullest extent, right? Yeah. I do think though, however, that universe exists within all of us and all living things such as nature. And we do benefit a lot from being in nature furthermore. So therefore, hence our move to Costa Rica. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for that new Thank beginning. You. for New you. chapter. New, new chapter. chapter for
0: sure. Um, another thing that I noticed spending time in Europe is that their grocery stores are so much better than the ones we have here. Their grocery store, Albert Heijn, which is like the main one in Netherlands and Belgium, absolutely
1: shits on Whole Foods. Yes, 100%. Like, like first of all, if but, but you- to, to my point, I have to highlight myself a little bit here because nobody else highlights me, right? So the fact that what you just said, United States is a business. Amazon owns Whole Foods. Yeah. Okay? What you're saying right now is that in Europe, there is a culture and history of growing your own fucking food. We're not talking about generations back. Like my grandfather, fa- father, they were living on farmland. They were having pigs. They were having chickens. They were ha- like, that was the norm. And it was not long ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So continue your great story. No, in- I-, I was going to say, I was just
0: going to say that, that if you go to any major city in Europe, you'll notice one thing very clearly. There are, almost zero overweight people. Correct. And a huge reason for that is because they're walking more. Correct. And they're not constantly ingesting toxic chemicals, herbicides, artificial sweeteners, artificial food dyes that are actually banned in those countries. Correct. Because of the harmful effects of that. Correct. So it's funny because, but it's profitable here. It's of course. And and another crazy statistic is that there's 1,300 banned chemicals in the European Union specifically for skincare and cosmetics. Don't say this. And in America, there's only 11 banned ingredients. And I think that statistic right there really just shows the FDA does not have our best
1: interests in mind. Not at all. Not at all. And Not at all. And what's scary is what you just brought up here. We touched a little bit upon this. There are so many dangerous things going on in the United States as of right fucking now. Mm. Nobody talks about the obesity. Nobody talks about this because, you know what? Hey, we should not talk about these things because you know, like somebody gets offended. They should be fucking offended. Yeah. They should be, oh, sorry. They should be fucking offended. Yeah. I made my point there. (laughs) It goes back to a lack of accountability and that's why- Lack
0: of accountability. That's why the tough love that you and I provide is necessary.
1: Somebody has to fucking say it, bro. You should not be eating this garbage. You should not fucking do these things that you are doing. You should be questioning things. And I know that there's not one type of solution to fix somebody who is 300 pounds and extremely unhealthy and are about to fucking die- I understand that this pers- person is a prophet to all industries surrounding this nation. But we have so much shit going on, the opiate crisis. Now when the fentanyl is stepping in. Fentanyl, I think it's fentanyl. called. Fentanyl. Yeah, it's the number one killer Kill, between. Number, more than cocaine and all that great stuff. And United States is raging wars against drugs in South America. Are you fucking kidding me? It's going on right fucking here. Yeah. Focus on this nation before you step abroad and start fighting other fucking countries. Yeah. It For goes, whatever reason you may have.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it goes back the to. The problem
1: is here. Yeah. We're having a war against terrorists and, terrorists and Islam in different countries of the globe. Yeah. Who the fuck are the people that are shooting schools up, clubs up here in the United States? White Christians. Majority of those people are fucking white Christians with accessibility to weapons. Okay? Yeah. Why aren't we talking about this? Mm. Anyways. That was a little- I love that rant. (laughs) Well, okay. I want
0: to be careful with how I phrase this because- It can potentially trigger a lot of people. Correct. But that's okay. I feel like in the last three or four years in America, we are starting to glorify obesity. Correct. And you're seeing in Sports Illustrated, swimsuit issue, you're literally seeing them feature obese women. Correct. And don't get me wrong. I don't think the ideal beautiful woman is super skinny and looks like X, Y, and Z. By no means do I think that's healthy either that we've built this societal norm of what beauty looks like, but please, 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 please don't endorse obesity. And that's what we're doing. We're endorsing obesity with billboards, with swimsuit models who are 400 pounds Like, let's promote health and communicate that when you actually are obese, you're literally basically asking for every single disease, whether it's diabetes, whether it's a form of cancer, whether it's,
1: you name it, Alzheimer's and dementia. Correct. You are just walking, hoping to get, you're not hoping to get anything, but you are prone to get every fucking disease existing out there end of story and i'm gonna be called the fat shamer now yeah of course you are of course you're but in reality i understand the concept of including everyone yes to make everybody feel special okay but we're not talking about you not being special you're a unique fucking beautiful soul and your story is beautiful but you are eating trash. And I'm not saying that everybody who is obese is eating from McDonald's on a daily basis. Absolutely not. But the awareness and the mindset is that, hey, instead of eating fast food, you should start eating salads. Are you fucking serious? That change from a person who is obese to think that instead of eating this garbage, I should start eating salads. That could be such a big step for that person to ever give a fuck about. So you're like, you know what? I'll stay over here because I don't like lettuce. Uh, First and foremost, what you're doing very good, Jeremy, is allowing people to look behind a fucking product. Look what is stated as ingredients in this product. And you realize that you don't need to eat a lot of fucking fast food in order for you to consume a huge amount of the most dangerous drug in the world, sugar. Mm. Sugar should be labeled as drugs way before psilocybin mushroom is labeled as a motherfucking class one drug. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nobody asks, nobody asks questions. Nobody, people are just jumping to your videos and saying, well, it's okay to have a soda every once in a while. I don't eat or drink sodas that often. Yeah. I understand. But add your soda plus your chips, plus your ice cream plus the prepared food that you have in plastic containers. And then you drink water out of a plastic fucking container. All of a sudden, you're consuming fucking poison. You're bathing in fluoride, right? You are brushing your teeth with fluoride-rich fucking uh, toothpaste. Like It is all around you if you're not aware. So to make that shift to adding more should make but you should become more aware
2: and that my little pumpkin my little pumpkin you are responsible for your own health health yeah that is not gonna do it because bro we're adults here okay that part of our okay that part of our life See this recent study that came out last week. Last week. I don't know what that is. Glyphosate is the harmful herbicide that's... Mm -hmm. Herbicide that's sprayed... Mm -hmm. Produce
0: to soy, corn. That's why a lot of these things, right, are... Mm -hmm. These things, right, are so... Which are sprayed with glyphosate, which has been directly linked to multiple types of cancer, and they found that,
2: 80% and they found that eighty percent. If that doesn't wake you up, to, the, to the, I don't know what will, mm-hmm. and you mentioned sugar, and that's
0: why also, that's why also I'm all, sweeteners. Whether Correct. it's aspartame, sucralose, high fructose corn syrup, malt- corn syrup,
2: maltod, more addictive than sugar, and your body doesn't actually have any mechanisms to gut health, and, and you're becoming addicted and to- dependent on those compounds in the same breath. With all that awareness. It sounds like such a big step to take for a lot of people. Have a banana because it has so much sugar in it. Mm. It's so messed up. We need to fucking change. We fucking need. Yeah. It even comes in different colors. Just like your apps on your phone has apps on your phone has different colors. Doritos, bro. Uh, (laughs) Orange Cheetos or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah, an avocado. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. I love it. It's. I love it. It's so. Because I don't get enough vitamins. I get too much vitamins by eating vitamins, by eating what nature your content and they're like yeah. damn that dude looks jacked looks jacked
1: all natural no supplements yeah, yeah so i have not had any form of supplement any form of supplementation year i'd say but make no mistake i was shaking the protein bottle bro as well bro as well garbage into my system because I didn't think more outside of that box it was supposed to be outside of that box it was supposed to be what we need to have these supplementations right so i eat and consume all of, and consume all of the taking any form of performance enhancing drugs in my life and i have no interest in doing so either I'm doing so either my self worth surrounding how i look like I have an egg shape.
2: Care about how I look. My wife loves me. My dog loves me. Jeremy appreciate uh, Jeremy. Good on that screen, bro. <laughs> that high quality looks fucking phenomenal on you. Oh shit. Okay. Definitely want to record again with you before yes. you go to Costa Rica. After I honor. get back from Costa Rica. Yes. Nutrition, the lifestyle stuff. Yes. Other than um, masturbation. Mm-hmm. Masturbation. Those things. And just like what you said, man. Just like what you said, man. Isles at Publix, and seeing all of these very aesthetically aesthetically appealing pay these marketers and food engineers and scientists, food engineers and scientists, if it's possible,
0: which is called the bliss point. And the bliss point in the brain, in the brain, regardless of if you're hungry or not, you want to keep on having it because they've hacked. It because they've hacked. Pringles, which is a popular type of chip here. Their slogan is: "Once you pop, you, you can't, can't stop. stop."
1: That says it all. And That's that, it right there. That also speaks a lot about porn. When you go to Pornhub, you can choose between A to Z, whatever your preference is, of what kind of model-looking girl that you want to. Squeeze your goose in front of. It's also talking to this same fucking pleasure center, I am sure. So everything is designed to fuck you up in one way or the other. And unless you are as aware and self-aware like you are, Jeremy, people are not going to live their lives to the fullest ability, in my humble opinion. Yeah. I I also want to say something to end this beautiful opportunity and podcast. For anyone who is listening right now, When I say that I want to create an army of savages, it's not that I'm creating a savage out of you. The savage already exists within you and every one of us. I'm just allowing you space and a group of like-minded individuals, girls and guys, to allow that savage to step out furthermore. That savage, when it comes to training, training is so important for so many aspects of our life. Because it changes our physical ability, mental state of existence, but also our spiritual identity. And that doesn't mean that you should go to Planet Fitness and do, you know, back and buy Tuesdays and chess and try Thursdays and expect, you know, good things to happen. No, you need to fucking evolve. Every time you have an opportunity to work out, it needs to be a paradigm shift taking place. What can you do with this moment to challenge you who you are? Who you think you are? needs to be challenged every time you have an opportunity to do so. And then you will grow mentally and fucking spiritually. And what you just said to summarize things so gratefully from your words to my swinglish, damn, I I forgot my chain of thought. I was almost there. You build a life that you don't want to leave Mm. because you're feeling so fulfilled from all aspects that you eat, drink, talk, train, live, interact with other people. I think it's so important now more than ever before
0: yeah i want to really just acknowledge you man because we first connected in a very strange way actually i was on the way to the standard and you were doing a workout at the outdoor gym right outside there yeah and you had seen some of my content you said what's up and then i started seeing your content i was like damn like this dude's inspiring me to get my steel mace again and like swing some kettlebells and also Everything that you embody, bro, and everything that you speak about and the impact that you're creating is inspiring for me because I see other leaders like yourself really stepping into your authentic power. And I think it's so important for men like you and I to really keep setting this example of what I agree real masculinity is, regardless of how you look, regardless of your facial hair, regardless of the size of your muscles, like- really what it means to be a powerful male leader in 2022 and beyond and you embody that. I
1: appreciate that a lot Jeremy and few people have I met that are so self-aware like you are who are pushing something that could definitely help other people both through your messages and overall you know proximity to nature in form of medicine. I think that that is going to change more lives than you can ever imagine. Thank you, brother. So we're for sure going to wrap this one up. By the way, where can people dive deeper and connect with you? I'd suggest uh, Exit Comfort Zone on Instagram. Um, Yeah, that would be the best option because I answer all DMs that come through on Instagram. I don't have my DMs set up on TikTok because I don't want to have too many distractions, distractions, just one one line of communication. So exit comfort zone on Instagram. And you offer, I know you, you have some different products there, fitness, maybe some, some nutritional stuff, but some coaching as well. Yeah. Yes, we if do. People want to dive deeper. Yeah. So we have the Savage Army membership, which basically allows you to work with the Savage five tools, which is the steel club, the mace bell, the kettlebell, the Savage sandbag and Savage rings, basically allowing you to work with these very minimal of a setup outside of a gym. And you get tutorial videos, and you get weekly training, utilizing these tools. Amazing, yeah.
0: Honestly, I mean, you're about to hit forty, and you're a fucking absolute. Hey, don't take a year from me, man. I just turned thirty-nine. Ex- okay, you're about you're about to turn forty in the next three hundred sixty-five days. Yeah, <laughs> but but honestly, really just seeing the way that you approach your training and how diligent you are and how committed you are is inspiring for me because it's like, okay, how can I continue leaving my comfort zone? How can I continue to challenge my nervous system in different and unique ways? Because ultimately, the whole idea of doing three sets of eight reps or 10 reps or 12 reps, where do these numbers come from? They're all fabrications. They're all, again, narratives that somehow were created falsely that serve no meaning. So that's why when I see your stuff, I'm inspired. Hey, I'm going to try something new in the gym. I'm going to challenge my body in a different, unique
1: way than I previously would have thought to do. Yes. And, um, and don't ever stop doing that. Yeah, for sure. Just like I don't want to stop doing and learning new things. It's not what I say goes and what I say is the new blueprint. No, it's about everything we can do as fucking machines. Yeah. We are human beings, perhaps the most advanced creature roaming on this planet. And we work out two to three times per week. And we spent eight hours in front of a desk. Come on, bro. Yeah. Who the fuck came up with that concept? It's so We should true. be moving daily, utilizing this vessel in more ways than one. Do pull-ups a day, swim tomorrow, run the day after that, do some kettlebell training, do high sprints, for example. Like there's so much we can do that yeah. are absolutely free. What you practice, cold water exposure, intermittent fasting, all of these things should be Of awareness to us it's absolutely free so it's not being monetized and it's not going to be pushed you can't monetize sunshine you can monetize going to bed earlier exactly by the way
0: before we end this the most simple way that you can optimize your energy levels your hormones your sleep is Exposing yourself to natural light first thing in the morning. That light hits your optic nerve, which triggers that release of serotonin, which creates more alignment and balance with cortisol and melatonin. And it's just going to make you feel fucking good. So first thing in the morning, just get outside five minutes. Maybe, I know this is crazy, maybe even go for a walk, do some sort of movement, deliver that oxygen to your brain. Maybe even perhaps drink some high-quality water. Preferably not from plastic and crush your day. Be a fucking savage. Don't be a little pumpkin. Don't be a little. Can we, can we end with a little fucking, do you want to do, Why don't you end this podcast by saying, uh, whatever you want using your, um, pumpkins.
1: Okay. No pressure.
0: No pressure, bro. I usually always end the podcast, but I feel like we need to have you do it.
1: First and foremost, to everyone who is watching this podcast, this has been a great opportunity for two savages to come together and share their insights and experiences. Now, for many of you little pumpkins out there that are a little too close-minded, you may feel like, hey, bro, this was a little bit of an offensive message. I don't really be, like to be called this and that. And to change something could be very, very tough for me. So be a little bit more mindful of that. You, my little pumpkin needs to listen the fuck up and tune in to Jeremy as he is continuously delivering quality and value your fucking way. End of story. Hey, I couldn't have said it any better. Much love, everybody. Thank you for listening
0: until the end. You have an attention span greater than 99% of humanity. You don't need Adderall. You don't have ADHD. You're a fucking superhuman. Let's get it. Peace out. Superhuman. Let's get it. Peace out. Hey.